0: Persons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent podcast. This is a
1: place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity.
0: Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Creative Exponent podcast. And in this episode, we're going to talk about a creative schedule, having some sort of a plan, (laughs) some some (laughs) sort, (laughs) just a little bit of structure for, you know, your week and your time. Mm -hmm. And I'll say right off the bat that I am Mm anti-schedule. I am not someone who, that's one thing I enjoy about working for myself is Mm -hmm. the fact that I didn't have to you know, you have to get up at six and commute right. and then be at the office at this time and take your lunch at this time. You know, yeah. I I didn't want that. So I've been very anti-schedule for a long time. Um, but I realized I was oftentimes just such a mess yeah. and stressed and disorganized and it anyway. So I I needed to pin that chaos down a little
1: bit. You know, schedule and creativity do not tend to go hand in hand, you know, in the same sentence anyway. So which we've talked about a lot. I mean, just ourselves and, you know, of course, then in our courses and on the podcast, it's just it's not something that seems to... To be synonymous with one another, so you know it does. <laughs> it does usually take a point. I don't know why I'm giggling so much. I think just because neither one of us are naturally built that way, and you know, because I'm just not. Oh, see,
0: I would have thought that no, you were. No. Oh, you just. Mm-hmm. I don't know. When we're meeting and you get your notebook out and all, and I'm like, "She's this is a your planner," but so not. I, this is not natural. Well, for Well, I'm you a either. planner for sure, but I was
1: never a um. Well, a scheduler. I was not a scheduler, yeah, until okay. I was sort of forced to be, you know. It was it was really when I, you know, just had so much going on at work that I had to, which we've kind of talked about before. It's just it was yeah, a forced, you did share that you know. It was kind of a forced. <laughs> I just, I had to do it. I had to say, okay, if I actually want to get these things accomplished, something's going to have to go and I'm going to have to readjust and I'm going to have to actually, you know, do this thing in a more structured way or it's just not going to happen. So that yeah it, it's forced me into it a little bit. Not my nature though.
0: Oh, that's interesting to know cuz I I would have guessed maybe it was um but yeah, it is. Now. And I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now. I think I used to be more of a scheduler, but yeah. um you know, I worked in the corporate world for um probably eight years or so, yeah. which isn't, you know, for those who've been working in the corporate world for like do? 25 years. Oh, so while well, I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at a bank. i guys, I just want to know. I worked at a bank, and then I, I went to interview for a job as a administrative assistant, and they gave me a job as a recruiter. Okay, And this was cool. for a company that would, um, kind of a headhunting firm mm-hmm. is what they're known yeah. as, and they would – um look for candidates and place them in positions. And so I worked in recruiting for, Mm -hmm. which is in under human resources. I worked in that for. It's so
1: interesting to me.
0: Isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. So I was on the phone all day talking to people and interviewing them. And I was helping people like work on their resume and just also helping them with like their career. And um, it was it It's funny how many of those skills though have helped me out in well, yeah. my creative work today and in my own business. Right. But it is funny. It was such a, I did not belong in that world. Mm-mm. I really didn't. And I Mm-mm. felt it. I felt it in, it just, I don't know. It just yeah. wasn't, wasn't my place. Probably but.
1: about the same way I've felt when I was, you know, teaching business to seventh graders. I was like, I,
0: I don't, Maybe I don't. I didn't know you did that. (laughs) (laughs) So, what did you do before you started your own business?
1: Well, that I was a teacher and a coach for four years. And then, like, at a school mm -hmm, or at a a real life school, I was getting my master's in (laughs) education. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Um, Because I had a master's degree. In undergrad to qualify as a minor in English, so English, and, and then I would teach these elective business classes to um to like there was one elective eighth grade class, and then you know some to seniors, and so yeah, man. Did you coach just, too? Oh yeah, I coach basketball.
0: Yep, yep. Oh my gosh! Uh, see, it. I've been friends with Shauna like really good friends. Like we talk <laughs> about really deep personal stuff together, and I've never known this. <laughs> yep. And
1: then I was in direct sales and. I kind of killed it there for a little while. It was awesome. But then I just got sick of traveling. You know, I was traveling oh. all the time. And
0: so, yeah, very funny. Gosh, I, I hate sales. I was in one, Man. like, oh, I was in a bullpen and mm-hmm. had to make, like, 25 calls a day. And, yep. oh, gosh, I I hated, well, not 25 calls, yeah. 25, what they call 25 connects. So, that's oh. when you actually speak to a human right. being. So I'd be like, does a secretary count? <laughs> Because, oh, I just, oh, it was just so, I was so, like, itchy in that position. Mm-hmm. It was just not my space. Anyway. It's so funny. Yeah, speaking of
1: how we wanted these to feel like conversations, this is, yep, this is it. We're just. This is a conversation. You know, we're just, just having conversing. a little conversation here. No, but I do think it's well, interesting, you know, to know backgrounds. I mean, it's it's crazy it to is. think about where you are now, you know, and where you were then.
0: Well, so I went from working in this corporate job. It was in the D.C. metro area as well. I actually worked in downtown D.C. on September 11th, which wow. was crazy. I bet. We had to trying to get out of the city and it was a mess. But anyway, I worked all around the D.C. metro area. And um, so it was this very, you know, um, it's a, pl- a very career minded place. Yeah. Um, definitely this sort of pressure cooker kind of environment. And uh, anyway, so I went from that, the corporate world, to then, um, working, well, just leaving the workforce and my husband was, um, becoming a full-time youth pastor at the time and yeah. I ended up staying at home and mm-hmm. so that I could help him and what he was doing. And, um, I just was at home for two years, yeah. like no job, no yeah. kids And so I started my business kind of after that two-year period. Well, I guess about three years after I left the workforce, I started Mm -hmm. my business. And so in those two years, though, I just – my time was my own. And so I think I just got into this – like, it was – I was never sick. Mm -hmm. I was – because I was always, like, I rested when I needed to. I was taking really good care of myself. (laughs) Yeah, it was a glorious time. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, so when I started my business – all of that to say, I was so anti schedule, Schedule. because I had been so scheduled in the corporate world. And then I had this freedom. And then when I started a business, I was like, I am, my business is not going to be like that. Mm -hmm. And my creativity is not going to be like that. Mm -hmm. But like you said, you get to a point that your business grows, and and then you have to have a schedule.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you're just forced to, you don't really have a well, I mean, look, I mean, we all have choices. I mean, we can decide, you know what, we'll just keep doing this go with the flow thing. And then, you know, for me, it's just when when there were enough different irons in the fire, it was sort of that was when it, you know, that was when I just sort of had to, and I, you know, I graduate, you know, I think I sort of gradually moved into that. It's not like I went from having no schedule and no, um, no structure in my day to having uh, all of it. You know, it sort of progressed over, you know, over the years. And when things, you know, when the stores were around and, and I was balancing those things, that's, you know, that's about the time that I started doing that. And then I became hyper-scheduled a few years later when I was juggling, you know, clients and, um, <laughs> you know, the times we've made fun of where it was like I've was sort of pencilling in when to eat lunch, <laughs>
0: so right. here's my potty break. here's <laughs> snack time. Jeez. I do not ever want
1: to go back to that. I mean, I feel very good about what I protected as far as my nights and my weekends, you know that time, but man, about seven thirty in the morning till about six p m at night was just banana pancakes. That's all there is to it 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 was just crazy, so anyway um. It was nuts, but I became a little bit more, a little bit more scheduled during that time. And I think, you know, it has to work for you. I think that's probably the first thing we would say. It's not like it, it all looks the same, especially as a creative entrepreneur, you know, it's in it, when creating a schedule, it's got to be, it's got to be one that does suit you and your nature, because guess what? You're not going to really change that much as far as your nature goes. Um, a little bit, you know, I think, I think we definitely change as people, but you know, we're very driven by our patterns. So if we can find a way to, you know, to sort of adapt things to us a little bit, I think it gives us a little bit of an advantage when we're trying to, you know, do something like create a schedule that we can stick to.
0: Yeah. I I think that's so key because if you try to fit yourself into somebody else's schedule, like they're, Not going to work the way they plan their days and their weeks, Mm -hmm. and it just that's not how your brain works, that's not how you work creatively, then it's just not going to work for you. So, I think what I learned is I kept trying to use all these different planner systems Mm -hmm. and calendars and all of this stuff, and I realized the way I work is not calendar based, it's not based on you know, it's based on. Um, tasks accomplishment, and content. Yeah. And it's, it's what do I need to do that day? And it's not necessarily, I mean, I can do it at 10 o'clock at night or 10 mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning yeah. or five o'clock in the morning. I mean, I can yeah. do it whenever I want to during the day. It's just, this is what I need to get done. Mm-hmm. I do have a point, I do have meetings and things that I need to do, but mm-hmm. um, I try to schedule those. So they're kind of clumped together right? so that I'm not having meetings all the time, Mm. randomly, um, throughout the week, I'd sort of keep them to a couple of days. So then the other days I can have a little bit more open, but anyway, so I learned through having a more task oriented, um, you know, job that I needed to create my own planning sheets. And so that's what I did. I took, you know, what am I, what do I really, what information is really important to me and right. how can I schedule out my day so that I get done when I need to get done? Uh, and a key for me also was rec- being able to recognize that I was done for the day. Oh, and I'm sure gosh. you've, me I know you've too. experienced that too, that if you yep. have this ru- long running to-do list, feel and all of these creative ideas and all these projects you want to do, you feel yep. like you're never done. And no. so you end each day like, oh Ugh. I didn't get everything done I wanted to and you kind of totally. feel like a failure and yeah totally I mean and I still
1: I still struggle with that I have to you know sort of keep it keep it in check depending on what's going on Um and I do find that it's times when I'm able to be a little less productive like lately how we talked about last week the whole dumpster fire life thing you know <laughs> right. um, you know <laughs> it's during those times that I'll struggle with that more because I am having to do a little less in the day than I'm used to. And, you know, so then it's even harder, you know, to walk away at the end of the day and not feel, I'll still do it because I have just made a commitment that I want to be present, um, you know, at home. And, and that's, it's, it's probably one of the I mean, it's one of the most important things to me in the world um, because I just felt, I felt my schedule creeping into all time, you know, there was just no boundary for it. Um, so I think I will do it. It's just how guilty will I feel while sitting there? And guess what? That's not yeah. actually being present and enjoying what I'm doing, you know. So yeah, yeah. So I'll I've, we'll I've talk about to that. Try to do that.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about it, that mm-hmm. at some point. Just like how you have to have some fences and boundaries yeah. and filters when you're running your own business because it's uh, I know I've been there and you've been there where it's yeah. just so easy to make it this thing that you're constantly doing especially yeah. when you're passionate about it and yep. you love it. You just do it all the time and you're someone who's a high achiever, mm-hmm. you love productivity. Yep. That's that's just like a little put it all in a crock pot and you're working all the time, all you know. The time. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah, so We've talked about creativity as a habit before, yeah. so we're not going to really camp out on that. But right. I do think that that's the biggest argument to someone who is doing creative work as a profession or as a, you know, something, a side job as a source of income that, uh, or maybe you're even someone who just wants to make creating a big part of your life. Yeah. Um, that the argument to creating a schedule is, well, I don't know if, I'm going to be inspired at that moment. Yeah. I don't know if creativity is going to show up at that moment. Right. Yeah, and so that's where we talk about um, and go listen to our podcast yeah. about make you know creating as a habit because mm-hmm. um, we really do address that and how it's about if you're showing up regularly, then creativity's it's going to come more likely it, to smack you on the back yes. of the head. And there are lots of things that you can do to prepare your space, to prepare yourself, Mm -hmm. to be ready for creative work. I actually just in the um, magazine "What Women Create." Mm -hmm. It's an it's such a good magazine. Not only does it forgotten the "What Women Create," it's by the it's by you know Joe Packham. It's it's the same as where women create but they focus more on you know the their craft as yeah. opposed to the space they create mm-hmm. in um there's all sorts of spin-offs from that original yeah. um book and magazine but the book what women or the magazine what women create is really great as well and i was reading it um, cuz i'm still one arming it and yep. kind of hold <laughs> up in a recliner hanging in the a recliner lot, so. Yeah. So I've got just this, it's a ridiculous stack of books and magazines (laughs) to read and that I have read. It is. It's it's yummy. It's like a a layered cake. They're just all Mm -hmm. sitting there just waiting for me to cut into them. But anyway, um, so in this magazine article, there was, um, they were focusing on a beekeeper. And initially Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't, Know if yeah, this makes cool pictures and all, but I don't know if I really see this as like a creative business. Yeah. I don't know. I just wasn't into the article until I really st- I started reading it, and in the article, uh, the woman who is the the beekeeper was talking about how she had to prepare herself mm, to yeah. work with the bees. That you don't want to go to work with them if you're agitated or you know stressed or it's it's yeah. yeah. And, and so she talked about preparing herself to be just calm and mm-hmm. relaxed and at ease and positive. And I'm like, what a beautiful analogy, you know, well, if you're yeah. approaching your little beehive with, I mean, imagine if we all
1: did that for whatever work we were doing. Like if we took a 10 minute, you know, prep time, that's not a bad idea. I'm... Oh, maybe, I know. That to drop
0: <laughs> That's exactly what I thought cuz I yeah. don't do that. I often go, I sit at my desk, my easel, my drafting table yeah. and I'm just like, "Okay, let's do this. I am I'm ready to create <laughs> yeah. and yeah. I don't take that time for just a minute to be like, "Okay, Still, am I yeah, yeah. Am I ready for this? Am I or am I going to stir up a whole <laughs> Mm -hmm. A whole colony of bees. Is that what I'm going to do? Or am I going in there to really, um, you know, am I going in there in a relaxed state that's going to end up being this positive, wonderful, um, experience. So I thought that was a great, um, it ended up being a really good article and I'm glad I took the time to read. So yeah, I would just say that when you do have that schedule, there are lots of things you can do to prepare your space and prepare yourself so that, you know, creativity does show up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, You know, it does, it's
1: like everything else. I mean, it stinks that we have to be disciplined about things, but we just do. (laughs) That's just the way it is, you know. But I don't want to be disciplined about creating art.
0: (laughs) I just want to do it when I feel like it.
1: If we could just roll out of the bed every day and, you know, brilliance strike us every single morning, that would be fantastic. It's just not reality, you know. Um, So I think, I think that it's just one of those things, you know, that if we can habitually it's more about, for me, because I do, I do get it, I know, and I'm the same way, I do, you know, especially in the beginning, I bristled at that thought of, you know, trying to make that creative work a habit or creating too tight of a schedule, that just sounded, that's like the opposite of what I was trying to do, you know, and it was right. what I had left behind, like you were saying. So, you know, I do, I do recognize that there's a little bit of tension there, but, you know, it's more about creating space, than it is a a super tight, ridiculous, immovable schedule. You know, it's, it's more about creating the space for, um, for evaluating what you have to do. You know, what do you have to do? And I I mean, I would say if we're talking about how do we create, we become a little bit more of a scheduled creative, you know, that would be the first thing, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how do we do it?
1: You know? Um, what do you have to do to be successful? Do you have to pick up your paintbrush every week, you know? Or is is that something that can happen, you know, I don't know, every two weeks? Do you, do you have to do a certain amount of, you know, and I would say, look, if we're talking about creative business, then that's a whole, man, that's a whole different can of worms. But, you know, literally tracking sort of what you've got to do, which I know is, we've talked about that before, but man... And I know it's crazy, but we just, we cram so much in and we're expecting so much of ourselves and we're really not setting ourselves up for much success. You know, we're spending a lot of time spinning our wheels instead of really doing the things we really must do to be profitable. Or let's just say this is not for a business, I'm happy and fulfilled doing, you know, the creative work, whatever it is. So, yeah, I think we we just kind of get stuck into that being busy for busy's sake.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and even just so if we're talking about it from a non-business perspective, um, when you're looking at evaluating what you have to accomplish each week, what mm-hmm. we might be talking about is You know, what we talked about in one of our very earliest episodes about like, what do you imagine yourself doing? Yeah. What do you wish you were doing? Do you wish that you played guitar, could sing, or were writing poetry, or were painting or designing? Like, what is it that you just imagine yourself doing and wish you could do? Then Mm -hmm. when you're looking at putting together a creative schedule, evaluate what you have to do to accomplish that. And that's so important because I can't tell you how many people just that I know of in my own life who Mm -hmm. have said, I'd really, and even myself, I would love to do this. I would love to do this. I would love to do that. And then you don't ever make the time to To do do it it. and you don't ever plan it out and you don't ever like schedule the lessons or buy the course or put time into yourself to practice it, to become Mm -hmm. the person that you want to become creatively. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Easy it could be definitely do. from a business perspective as yeah. well as from just personally growing as a creative. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I think
1: we would both say you you do have to evaluate those have tos and then the things that like you just said that you want to do that you, yeah. you know, you want your life to be filled with. Um. Because, you know, when you're creating any kind of structure for your life, I mean, even if you're talking about your family and travel and you know kids and activities i mean there's there's always uh, a no to every yes and vice versa you know so i think that you know by treating it what what you're doing by taking a minute to evaluate what all do i have to accomplish each, each week and and what do i want to accomplish what do i want to see infused in my week again, you're just kind of, you're creating some space for your creativity, whether that makes you money or not. Um, and and you're, you're kind of respecting yourself by saying, okay, what do I have to say yes to? Or what do I need to say no to so I can make this happen? Um, that's, you know, I mean, now we're getting into like, Boundaries and all kinds of psychological <laughs> terms, as as we always do here. <laughs>
0: yes. Now we're just going to be right. pretend doctors. That's right. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, I like the question that you ask, mm-hmm. and that's so when we're talking about how to create this creative schedule, um, the question that you ask is, "What's one small change that you could make for thirty days? Yeah. That in that creative schedule, like, yeah. or to create that schedule, like, so what are?" Um, the book Atomic Habits puts it like one percent changes—these yeah. really little changes that you can make in your life. And I think one place I've thought about this a lot myself because I think some people might listen to this and be like, "Yeah, you don't know my life. It's really, really busy right now. Yeah. Um, I've got kids, and they need me a lot. I have to take care of my house. Plus, I have a full-time job. Plus, I so." I understand that but you're you're listening to this podcast because there's mm-hmm. some sort of an interest in creativity so yeah. there there's some sort of a desire to grow in that area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is peaked. Yeah. your so, interest. Yeah. So, um, I think one area as I've looked at my own life and schedule is um, just just time on electronics. Yeah. Um, in general, so it, whether it's watching TV mm-hmm. or looking on you know and I'm not talking about going on social media to do something intentional like to share to promote your business or to share your work or to be a part of a community or to go online to learn all that's great stuff I'm talking about the mindless yeah just being on a screen yeah instead of it's like well how much time you know we've talked about this like Actually look at so if you look in your phone, you can actually in the settings, you can actually see how much time you're spending mm-hmm. on various apps that'll it, tell you. It's crazy. <laughs> and your your phone won't lie to you and it will tell you how long you're spending <laughs> on social media, <laughs> on games. <Runt>. Um, you know, and if you're spending like two hours a day playing, mm. you know, I don't know. Candy Crush. The, <laughs> I was going to say, what's like a, what's like a good game? Oh, no. All I could think of was Minecraft. Cause I have boys, you know, <laughs> oh, no. middle school boys. <laughs> oh, but anyway, no. if you're, if you're on your, you know, then it's like, okay, that's the time that you could spend the to yep. do creative work. Yep. You know, that there's your time right there.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. And I think that's how
1: you start as small. You can't just, like I said, you can't go from whether you are a creative business owner or creativity is just a part of your life and you use it just for, you know, your own soul. Um, You can't go from believing pretty deeply that you don't want a, a hyper scheduled life to all of a sudden, you know, now you've got from 8 to, you know, 8, 12 a.m., this is what I do. That's not how it starts, you, you know, and you may never get there and that's fine. Um, so it does, it starts with a small, sort of a small change. And I would say that first small change, you know, would be something like that. How can I, how can I create space in my day? What's something that I can do yeah. to create a little more margin for myself, you know, so I can get done what I, what I desire,
0: yeah. Yeah. For me, I can't be hyper scheduled. Yeah. I, it is, it's exhausting to me yeah. when I have meetings all day and then I've got stuff planned in the evening. Like it's like all day is planned out. Yeah. It, it just, I'm exhausted. Um, at yeah. the it, Yeah. I, so I can't do that perpetually. Mm-hmm. What I do is what I call front loading my week. And yeah. so typically Mondays and Tuesdays are when I have all of my meetings scheduled mm-hmm. and those are still within, Within specific times, so that mm-hmm. I know outside of that time, then I have time to do some creative work, whether it's writing a blog post or or whatever. Um, and then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I keep relatively open mm-hmm. for creative work. Now, I still make a schedule. There's yeah. still like Things some sort of framework, yeah. yeah, for what I need to do each day, but it's a bit more open so that I do have time to sit and paint, to do design work, to do basically the work that creates the content content, that then I can share. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if I don't have those creative days, my nature, the nature of my business, if I don't have those creative days, then I don't have content to share. Yeah.
1: You don't have a business. Right.
0: Yeah. If I'm in meetings and, you know, business stuff all the time, then how do you, you know, what can you share on a blog? Yeah. Or on Instagram or anywhere else. So... So that's that's how I do it. So it doesn't have to be, you know, and you said this as well. It doesn't have to be um like it can be scheduled and loose. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. Which is which is how I go. It's not me like too. scheduled and regimented. want well, go back and, and forth, fixed let me be honest. And... Yeah.
1: I do go back and forth. Sometimes it's very scheduled and very, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes Well, it's you not. do
0: very scheduled when you have to, yeah. when it's just yeah. you have like a massive amount of work to do. Yeah, right?
1: or if there's a lot of, you know, because of um the business coaching, you know, that I was doing, it's if there's a lot of clients. I mean, you know, you're just dependent on, you know, you've got other people's schedule to consider and you know, so yeah, sure. <laughs> right. It's not like just all about the world doesn't revolve
0: around you. <laughs> right.
1: So it's it um yeah, it has to be more scheduled then. But you know, I think I think structure is the way to look at it. Sort of like, you know, for instance, for me, you know, now right now, fortunately, I have a little bit more time for creative work than I've had in probably five years, maybe, Mm. you know, which is I'm having to adjust back into that mindset now, you know, that, hey, I've got a little bit more time that I can pour into things like a photo shoot, or you know what I mean. If I want to write blog yeah. posts, you know, God, my site—if it'll ever will ever get it fixed—but <laughs> <laughs> you know, things like that that are that are creative that do take a little bit more time. Um, you know, I think that you kind of have to ease back into a place where you where you put a little structure around it. So for me, before even this time period, you know. I didn't necessarily say hey from this time to this time every single day I do this. It's just that Fridays for me have, have for a long time been sort of a designated if I if at all possible I'm not going to schedule anything that's going to be a day when I can do a lot of creative work um trying to write, you know, trying to you know, depending on the companies I'm involved with or consulting into, a lot of those are, you know, require creative work from me. So that's a great day for, you know, branding and design. And, you know, and I just think it depends on your, um, it depends on your work and and your life. But, you know, it's more about creating a little bit of structure and a little bit of boundary so that you do save space for it. Because that's the temptation is to be so busy being busy and doing even some things that you've got to do. Um, that you don't create space for for the creativity yeah. and and I'll, you know like you said the creative work um, if you own your own business that is your that's your business and it's just as yeah. important as evaluating your profit and loss statement you know it's just as important you got to do both so you got to find time yes,
0: for it yes that's very true you can't. <laughs> All day can't be your yeah. creative free day. It's like you've got yeah. to have those times when you structure in, yeah. when you can do the business part of your business. So, yeah. yeah um, well, hopefully this will give you guys some ideas. And and I know, I think this was something we wanted to talk about because I feel like if you do have a creative business, it's really easy to let the business side of it kind of start to crowd oh out gosh, some yeah. of the creative or even just all the stuff like you should do. You should be on Instagram, you should mm-hmm. be posting on Facebook, you should have a blog, you should be doing this. And it's just like gosh, how am I supposed to get this all done and you still can, do yeah. and still do <laughs> right. my art? Like how am I right. It's like sucking my soul out mm-hmm. and I'm not able to to create the way I want to. So Creating this schedule, it, it gives you a framework and it gives you some boundaries and it yeah. gives you some, you know, a filter to run um, all of these tasks that you need to do through so that you yeah. are able to weed out the ones that just aren't going to fit. Even if it's a yeah. good thing to do, it's just not going to fit right now. Yeah. And if you're someone who does creativity as, as a hobby, I hope that this really gives you permission to actually schedule that time and mm-hmm. to not feel like it's going to always get your leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I think we're all guilty easily. of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it's like, you know, I had kids and now it's been, you know, eight years since I have done creative mm-hmm. work yeah. because life just became a freight train and I couldn't, yeah. I I just didn't take, I, I wouldn't say I couldn't take the time. I didn't take the time. Yeah. I think there are I acknowledge there are some cases where people just really do not have the time and energy yeah. to put towards something creative. Um, but I think that's the minority of people. Mm-hmm. I think most people there's a little bit of space, even yeah. just, just well once even if a it has to be reworked. Or, yeah. 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 There's just a little bit of space. Um, so we hope that you can find that little bit of space mm-hmm. so that you can um your creativity can grow and you can be doing the thing that you um, just envision yourself doing that, like, yeah. fulfills you and and all of that good stuff. Yes. So, today we're going to so, talk about, so, that's my transition into right. creative contraptions. <laughs> Sexy. I like it. It, it, was that nice? Yep. Yeah. So, thanks for, put, let's, thanks for making a big, big deal out of that. Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> At least I wasn't making Muppet sounds like I've that's done right. in the past. Right? <laughs> so, um, today the creative contraption, it's a little cheap thing, but yep. it brings me joy. I have like a whole little ironstone cup of them sitting in front of me and in, in a little wooden tote on my desk and they're called bull clips. Mm-hmm. That's B-U-L-L. I didn't know that's what clips. they were called until today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't but do have them. <laughs> they're these great little, so they work a little bit similar to a binder clip but sure. they work differently because binder clips will leave kind of a little crimped impression mm-hmm. on paper and bowl clips are flat. And so they won't leave that little crimped mm-hmm. mark on, on paper. So yeah. Yeah. So I like to use them for keeping my sketchbooks open. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have, especially if I'm sketching outside where it's breezy, I can yeah. clip both sides or if you have a notebook Shauna would never have a notebook Mm-mm, that, doesn't lay, that flat. doesn't lay flat. Forget that. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> if you have one that doesn't lay flat, that you really love anyway, you can use a bowl clip to hold it down. Um, these are also great to like Put up to use to hang things on the wall or on mm-hmm. a pin board to like clip swatches together. So do you? you yeah. I know you didn't know what they were called, but you use these. Yes, right?
1: I have them on my uh, my design boards normally. You know, which whether it's one for a client or just the ones that are here in the house. You know, um, so yeah, I hang fabric samples and things like that from them. I also use them in those. Um, binder clips too, but those as well with those classification folders that we talked about, you know, a while back and that you showed me. So they're handy, you know, for that just to be able to clip, you know, papers into a, you know, into a file folder. So I have all of one client's stuff in one place, you know? So yeah, I like them. It's so funny, like things like that are just these very mundane, um, very easy to find, you know, little supplies, but man, you know, depending on your work, it's just like we talked about last. It's like press and seal, you know, those little tiny, <laughs> tiny things, you know, they make a huge difference in your efficiency or the way you, you know, the way you handle your, your work. So yeah, I think they're yeah. valuable.
0: Yeah. They're they're a nice little tool. And yeah. I do always, like I have a little zipper sketch pouch that I take mm-hmm. when I'm going to do sketching somewhere I always have a couple of little bull clips in there. Yep. Okay. Good for, to know. Never, and, never have done that. Yep. Never leave home without a bowl That's clip. Right. <laughs> That's right. Little word and of wisdom: a watercolor for brush today. pen. Yep. That's right. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. So set. these are <laughs> these are really handy little clips to have. So, yeah. um, go get and they're cheap too. Yep. So mm-hmm. go out, go out and get going out and get yourself some. Mm-hmm. So uh, next week. We're going to talk about dealing with copycats.
1: I know, which which is a little sticky. Here's the thing. I do try really hard. It is sticky. Yeah, it is sticky. Uh, I do try to stay pretty neutral, but like a topic like that, you know, I'm going to have a definite opinion, I'm sure, that I'm going to throw out there. So just be warned, everyone. There may be, you know, topics like this may bring out more personality than others. (laughs) So
0: That's true, because we're, I think we'll have to talk about it from both perspectives of being like hypersensitive to people copying you to yeah. the point where you're chasing everybody around and like yelling at people who may or may not even know you exist right. and then on the flip side of that um, people you know dealing with people who are actually like there's actually copyright infringement yeah. happening yeah. and or trademark infringement and you know yeah it, mm-hmm. it is sticky though and I'm sure. Yeah, we'll have. Some I'm not super life. worried about it. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. We'll have. Yeah. I'm like nervous now about what you're going to say. Sorry, what Sean is no, going to say. Not trying to
1: put any pressure on us. We'll be fine. We will be. Fine. No,
0: it'll be good. So we'll 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 talk about that. Yes. On our next episode. I'll see you guys then. Thank you for listening to the Creative Exponent podcast. Our original theme was written by A Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner.
1: And if you like The Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com and you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com.